Welcome to Bootstrappers, a program designed to bring you up-to-the-minute ideas and concepts to understand what it takes to succeed in business and life. Each week, we'll bring you guests and ideas you can't find anywhere else. Bootstrappers is a production of Anaquim LLC. Now strap on those business boots and join Bootstrappers with Jeremy and Gwen Aspen. Welcome to Bootstrappers. I'm your host, Jeremy Aspen. I'm the president of Wistar Group in Omaha, Nebraska, and I am here with my spouse, Gwen Aspen. She is the president of Anaquim. Um, if you're new to Bootstrappers, we talk about or we talk to successful entrepreneurs and leaders about what they've learned through the trials and tribulations of starting a company, running a company, selling a company, anything related to uh, entrepreneurialism, really. Um, and, we, and then what we try to do is we try to apply it to our industry, which is investment property management. And our hope is that you'll take it to your industry, uh, take any of these tips and tricks, advice, uh, and tidbits to turn them into energy or, or things that you can use to make life better. And, even and more not, successful. And more, well, and even primarily successful. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyway, we're just uh, putting this thing together to help uh, work with entrepreneurs and um, anybody inspiring to be so out there. So let's get hungry. Let's break some things. This is Bootstrappers. Today, um, we are here with Corey Weedle, who is the founder of Complete Nutrition. And just in case that name rings a bell, or, may, or maybe it doesn't ring a bell, I'll bet you that this jingle will. Complete Nutrition. So that you probably recognized. Uh, that was on the radio for years and something that, I mean, everybody sings that. I sometimes, yeah. <laughs> when I... Right here, uh, sing that song in my head. When Jeremy and I were talking about having Corey on the show, uh, we were on a walk and we were singing Complete Nutrition. And we were singing so, it while we were at our walk because we were getting ready for uh, Corey. Is that, did, before I finish with the intro, <laughs> did you come up with that song? Is that your, is that your sound, your voice in the, in the jingle? Def, definitely wasn't my voice. Um, we had it, uh, you know, Done, I think, locally here in Omaha, but uh, they wouldn't want my voice on there. It's not a good voice. Yeah. Oh, I could have sworn <laughs> it was yours. Anyway, yeah. so um, Corey was a founder of Complete Nutrition, which he built into a national chain of, and correct us if we're wrong, we went into the internet, uh, but it's 170 locations. And uh, ultimately, you, I believe you founded it in 2005, 2006, yep. and sold it in 2015. Yep. Now the story with Corey is that you know if you did if you did your math uh, in your head that's about ten years, and of, of my friends I think Corey might be in the course of ten years Corey did a lot um, in terms of developing a you know starting from um, let's just say nothing I would not put those words in your mouth but uh, starting with nothing and turning it into uh, a, a fortune. So I think this interview has a lot to do with what that path looks like, um, how much of it was success, how much of it was relationships, how much of it was just dumb luck, uh, how much of it was the timing. I mean, Corey went through 10 years of developing a little company and making it really a, a big, big company, to some extent changing the industry 
and I don't think I'm giving you undue credit that I think complete nutrition did do that for the supplemental industry. Didn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. Yep. So that's, that's cool. So that's what, that's what this week's story is about. Um, and so starting with that, how did you get started in this career or with your career? What's this look like? So, uh, you get, um, you're fresh out of high school. You decide, go to school, don't go to school, work. What's it look like from there? The quick oh, little yeah. timeline. So I, uh, so I went to college um, and graduated 92 in high school, uh, went to college for three years. Actually, in my senior year, I quit college. Um, my parents thought I was crazy. I joined one of those, um, like an Amway company, what is mm. a network mar marketing company where you get your friends and family involved. So I did that company for, it was a startup for about two years and just, I dug myself a huge hole. Um, I think I was about $60,000 in debt. Um, Whoa. Credit, I quit, I let my credit card bills and my, I signed a bunch of leases and um, it just was, it was a disaster. Um, so I went, uh, so I decided to call it quits on that um, and decided to go back to college. So um, uh, went back to college for a year. I just had a year left. And a friend of mine owned some GNC stores and um, I was always into health and fitness. And um, uh, we just went to a, I went to a convention with him and um, thought, man, I could do this. So, um, you know, with being $60,000 in debt, uh, terrible credit, you know, why not go start another business? You know, that's a perfect scenario. So, right. Yeah. I, told, yeah. I, I, I remember telling my dad, he's like, you're a dreamer. You're always going to be a dreamer. You just need to get a job and, and work for somebody. And, and that's, that's what you need to do. That's why you went to college. And in the back, I'm thinking I cannot, I'm just not a very good employee because I want to, you know, do more and more. And I want to, I, they, they move too slow for me. So, um, mm. I, uh, uh, decided to, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So I believe it or not, I went down to Beatrice, uh, Nebraska. That's where GNC, GNC was going to open a store in Beatrice. They called it Beet Rice. They, I said, are you guys opening? <laughs> yeah. They said it's Beet Rice. I'm like, oh, Beatrice. Okay. So I went in there. Um, you know, I, I just looking back, I, uh, looking back at probably, you know, didn't make any sense. Why would you try to open a store because you have no money and no credit. But I went down there and um, there, there was a competitor in there in Beatrice, believe it or not, called Complete Nutrition. So I walked into his doorsteps and I fake it till you make it. I said, you know, I'm going to be opening the GNC store down the street. I had no clue how I was going to do it. Um, I said, maybe me and you should um, become partners. And uh, instead of competing, why don't we just partner up and we'll just join this we'll do this store together so uh believe it or not back then g and, and i didn't know this but gnc had a had a deal where if you uh close if you were a competitor and you closed down your store they would finance the whole store and i think we had to come up with like five grand a piece so wow um, I, so i caught luckily my dad was a farmer i caught my dad Luckily, corn was high that year, so and he was just harvesting corn. So he's, I said, Dad, I need five grand. I know you think I'm crazy, but just trust me. And um, that's really how I got started. So me and uh, the Beatrice guy, Jason Kapke, became partners, and um, I lived in my aunt's basement. Um, I couldn't get an apartment because I my credit was terrible and I had no money. 
So I lived in my aunt's basement. Did she I, live in beet rice too? Yeah, she lived in beet rice. <laughs> okay, so any any listener that is not from Nebraska or Iowa, the the reason we're making fun of it is because Beatrice is spelled beet rice, B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E. Yeah. So that's why and it's it a looks tiny like town, right? Yeah. I mean, how many people even yeah. live in Beatrice? Ten thousand people, yeah. maybe. So, Great yeah. runway. They have a yeah. huge runway. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever it's worth. Any pilots out there? Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, uh, started you there lived and, in- yeah, lived in my aunt's basement, and then so- uh, a year went by. So we. My business partner and I thought, you know, let's get another store. So we looked um, in Omaha and uh, it was, I think, 174th and West Center was our second store. So that's when we opened the Lakeside GNC. So then a year later, we had two stores. And then my partner and I, we just, um, he he had his own um, thoughts and I had, you know, my own thoughts. So we decided to split. So he... Um, he decided to stay at Beatrice and then I decided to stay in Omaha. So I actually lived in my cousin's basement in Omaha um, when I opened that store because I had no money or no credit yet um, and uh, did that for about six months. And then I remember going to my apartment. I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm supposed to be a you know, business owner. I need to get my own place. So I got an apartment. I remember they pulled my credit and they said, we can't, we, we cannot we can't rent you an apartment. I said, well, what if, what if I pay you a, a month's worth of rent up front? They said, well, we'd do that. So that's, so I paid a month's or a, a year's worth up front. So a whole year's worth of rent. And um, so then I was uh, positioned in Omaha and that's kind of where, where we started to, you know, grow the business from, from Omaha. So we are with Corey Weedle. He is the uh, former president or CEO of Complete Nutrition. I'm Jeremy Aspen. This is Gwen Aspen. This is Bootstrappers. I just had a question for you, Corey. So at at what point did you get out of the $60,000 of debt? You know, that's a great question. So I, I never did. So I, um, uh, so I would get, so I did some internships in my senior year in college and these debt collectors kept hassling me. You know, they would fight anywhere I worked and I'm like, you know, I will take care of you. I don't have the money now. And they pissed me off so bad that I, I was like, I'm never paying these guys back because they were just ruthless. They would call me. So I, um, I never did. So after seven years, (laughs) seven years, the, the, um, the, 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 uh, debt, the, is one yeah uh, like statute of limitations whatever they call it yeah like seven years and i i'm i'm a man of my word i pay my bills but they frustrated me so much they would track me down and they were so rude and i'm just like you know what guys i'm not i'm 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 not paying you guys so yeah you probably almost never use the f word (laughs) yeah yeah you're like f you you mother Yeah. Anyway, we can't actually talk. We can curse on this show. Just Matt has to, our producer has to bleep it out. Um, Somebody inject a little bit of hope into people. So you went on, you started a company and then started a second branch in debts and in debt and so much, uh, such bad credit that you lived in basements and couldn't rent an apartment. I mean, that is the starting point. And, and I'm not trying to trying to remind you of a bad part of your life, but I think it is inspirational because, as I'd mentioned earlier in the show, I don't know too many other people that have been as successful as you. And those are just fun stories. I mean, to yeah. be able to have that kind of a timeline, 
And the other thing that's inspiring me right now is the fact that I'm sure you had some serious detractors at the time. Like people were like, what dad. are you thinking? You you mentioned your dad, but yeah. were, did anybody believe in you except for you? No, I mean, and that's, you know, uh, I still, to this day, I'm like, there is no effing way this is going to, this is going to succeed. I will, I will live and breathe. And I mean, we worked, I worked 80 hours a week. Um, but I was, you know, determined that, um, you know, given a second chance, I'm going to make it work. So, so uh, how did you maintain that belief in yourself despite what would no, someone say question. the evidence? <laughs> Contrary to everything pointing against you. That's a great point too. Like, how did you, that, you didn't get depressed and down or you turned it into an optimism. I don't know. What, what? Yeah, I just think, I mean, I've always been a glass, you know, a full, a full glass type person. So, um, I just, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And I think if you just stay with a positive attitude, even though the circumstances look terrible, I always have faith that, um, things are going to work out. All right. I just wanted to ask you, so you get this first little store and you know, not everything, the, the future doesn't look as bright as you would hope. Had you been born with a silver spoon in your mouth, like, uh, you, it sounds like you were bootstrapping pretty pretty strong then was that store did you imagine it and dream about it becoming your source of income or did you always have the impression that well if we're going to make this work we have to have two stores uh 10 stores 180 stores what i mean and what did it look like when you first like what were you dreaming about so initially my goal was just to start a business and if i could make 60 to 100,000 a year, I'd be happy with it. So that was initially um, the thought process. But once, you know, once we opened one store, then we wanted to, it just built confidence to keep, you know, progressing as we, um, as we went along. So, and your stores, you kept, you, you had mentioned earlier about there was the Complete Nutrition GNC. Did you spin off to own Complete Nutrition and then the yeah. other friend stayed with the GNC? Nope, nope. So we, um, so my original partner in, in Beat Rice, he, um, he stayed in, <laughs> he stayed in Beatrice, and then I uh, decided to take the Omaha store. So we split ways, and then from the Omaha store, we eventually grew that to about fifteen stores total. So we, uh, we opened more in Omaha, Lincoln, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Des Moines, Fort Collins, Loveland the list goes up North Platte. So we opened, we, we, we basically took our, took our model in Omaha and as employees would uh, come with us, we would, we would eventually make some of our employees partners and then we would go buy other stores and then they would go out and uh, we became business partners and then they would run the operations. So kind of a, so, uh, an equity share. Yeah. Sort of. How how quickly did you get those fifteen stores up and running? Well, we did we did that probably within four years. So we probably took we probably waited a year in Omaha, and then once we felt comfortable, we expanded pretty aggressively. So, so would you say that complete nutrition back then? Nowadays, I think it's understood that it in order to get the hearts and minds of a consumer in the supplemental realm it's more marketing, like you're marketing, you're targeting, you're trying to get some people to, uh, to love you, love your product by marketing to them. 
Is, yeah. Was that the case in your early days or was it just like the timing was right and your product was the right thing and it just started to take off? I, I tell you what made us the best marketers was, um, so uh, after a few years with GNC, the company that I went bankrupt in or went broken in my college days, they were a nutrition company. So they actually go out of business and I bought like a hundred thousand bottles of pills from their warehouse for like a quarter a bottle. It was like literally nothing. So um, I remember it was uh, like, it was in March. It was, it was one of those winters where we had in Omaha that um, there was snow on snow on snow. There's just, it was, it was as cold as could be. And my wife opens the garage from um, working in the stores and she's like, what the, what the hell are all these? Where's my garage at? It was a two door garage and i said hun we just bought all these pills i gotta figure out we gotta relabel them and we gotta figure out how to sell them so that we kind of became good marketers because we had to figure out how to sell hundred thousand bottles of pills a hundred thousand so, bottles yeah. so that was with gnc though so were you yeah. so you were relabeling them as your own like yep. pill so we, business so we created a company that actually um, uh, created a corporation that we basically relabeled and they were great. Pro they were some of the best products in the country. They were unbelievable. Um, so we, you know, we basically relabeled them and they were a weight loss product. So we, so then we, you know, started, that's where the jingle you hear and in, in the different, um, we had one product called release. It was, it, it had a funky jingle too, but sing it, uh, sing it just really quick, even though you have a bad voice. <laughs> weight loss that works. It kind of <laughs> was like that. Weight, weight, but but uh, anyway, so that's how we, so we, so when we got into GNC, there was 11, so there was 4,000 stores, 11 stores had done a million dollars in sales ever annually in a year. And when we, at the end, um, we had 15 stores, 13 of them did a million. So in, wow. in annually, so we, um, it was, it was a good ride we had a good, great time and, um, learned a ton doing it. So. so when all those pills were gone, did you manufacture the same thing yourself? Like yes. what, what do you do yep. when you get like all these followers and they're like, where's my release? So we, we found manufacturers, we, we copied the, um, formulas and then, um, we would go to, GNC conventions and um, we would get all the awards because we had great people um, in our stores and we knew how to market uh, advertise so we would get all these awards and these GNCs are like how do I is there any way I could buy that stuff so we created a wholesale company called NDS um, and we uh, started selling and I think I was in the the third year of business of that wholesale company, we did, I think we did 21 million in sales. Um, wow. That basically started out of our garage. We grew and into- that's wholesale. That's wholesale that's, dollars. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So we grew into a much larger um, company than just out of our basement. But um, yeah, we started, uh, it was, that was a good ride too. So so then that, and that got us to, so we understand the wholesale side. We understand the retail side from GNC. So when we sold those stores, the GNC stores, it was a perfect transition to start Complete Nutrition. We're with Corey Weedle. He's the uh, founder of Complete Nutrition. I'm Jeremy Aspen. That's Gwen Aspen. This is Bootstrappers. So 
when was that moment that you thought, holy shit, I'm going to do, I'm going to make this big. Like this is, this is something I've got to re I've got to redirect my energies and I'm going to turn this into a major, uh, a corporation. I think, I think it was our wholesale company in it. And we, we had created, I think the time where I felt we were just a, a smaller business back then, but we had, um, I remember GNC had a convention and they had, they just signed Sylvester Stallone um, into this product line. So that was their keynote guy. And I remember we had, in, during the same time that Sylvester Stallone was speaking, we had a, we had a similar, um, we create, we labeled it how to create a million dollar store. So here we are in the small little room, Sylvester Stallone's got the, the huge stage. We were at the same time and we had, we ended up having to swap. So no way. Oh my God. That's amazing. But, but the franchisees wanted to, they wanted to learn how to do a million dollars in sales versus just, you know, some, some guy rep, representing. So that's really where we got into. Um, that's really where I thought, you know what, this thing could be a monster. And, and we, that wholesale company, we grew from literally out of our basement to, like we said, 21 million in sales in three years. So it was just a crazy explosion. So. Wow. So how did so that turn Sylvester, into? Sorry, that's when sorry. Sylvester Stallone started to think, I better start to look a little bit more like Corey and started working oh, out. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, hon. What was that? So how did Complete Nutrition begin out of the, this mashup of you, you have two successful ventures yep. then what happens we sold the gncs and then we sold um nds we sold the wholesale company which is still going today it's very successful um then we waited some time um and then we just started you know complete um in omaha and lincoln so we had a, a handful of stores um and we really just, you know, started to market and create kind of what we did in the GNC days. And I'll be honest, our first, I remember we lost 600,000 our first year. Um, I think we lost 700,000 our second year. And it, we thought it would just be, you advertise. Uh, we didn't realize how important the GNC name was. So we, we lost a ton of money. And um, I remember my accountant to this day, uh, was like, man, you sold these two companies. You should this complete nutrition, whatever you, whatever this thing is, you should just sell it or just, you know, sometimes you just got to cut your losses and, you know, fold. And I, my personality, I'm not, that's probably good. He said that because I was like, I'm, I'm going, we're going to make, so, so going back a step though, what was your thought process with selling the GNC stores and the wholesale company? If they're making money, why did you want to sell them? You know, cause we were, I'm not, at, um, as you guys probably could tell now, I'm not the best. Um, I'm not the best at following ABCD following systems. So when I'm running the show, um, it's, I'm not the best at, uh, I'm not a good franchisee cause I'm not, if, if step one, two, and three doesn't make sense in my head, I'm like, why don't we do better those better steps? And uh, why don't why don't we try to improve this? And in a when they have four thousand stores and you're not following the program to a T, and you're successful, then everybody wants to do it my way, and they 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 couldn't 
So we just weren't a good combination. And then our wholesale company's only customer was GNC. So it just was, we just, we just, I felt like the timing was good. So we sold, you know, both entities and then um, created complete and failed at so that the first couple of years. And then um, luckily uh, figured out how to, the, the secret sauce and um, we got lucky. So would you say you're a details guy? No. Hell no. Okay. So the, so, so the processes and procedures, which is kind of what I'm getting, I know Corey well enough to have known that answer, but, um, so, all right. So our processes and procedures, were they just not important at the time or? Well, I, yeah. So what I've learned, um, with myself is to find a really good process right. and procedures guy. So, Got it. uh, you know, one of, one of our best hires was a guy, who was my partner in complete Ryan Zink. And he was, we, we were, he was actually, believe it or not, in, in broadcasting. So he got a degree in broadcasting. He graduated college and we were his first job um, working in the GNCs. And he just was so detail and process. I mean, if you could mimic the opposite of me, he's, he's tall. I'm short. He's got dark hair. I got blonde hair. He's, he's detail oriented. I'm not at all. Um, but we were so opposite and, and we worked so well together that, um, that was been a key to my success is finding people that offset my strengths. And, um, I mean, so you are kind of, if we're going back to traction again, which we generally bring up in this show, um, it's so important. You were the visionary and he was yeah. the integrator. Yeah. But that's he how also, that went. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's an interesting integrator. That would be it, but he's also got he's a visionary too. So he, um, but, but he would lean more on the integrator side in the complete days. Um, but today he's started a very successful business. Um, and he's been the visionary. And so he's, he's a unique, he was a unique one that kind of carried both characteristics. So this is bootstrappers. This is Jeremy and Gwen Aspen. We're your host. And we are here with Corey Weedle the founder of Complete Nutrition and uh, we, the founder of Complete Nutrition. And when we, uh, just a moment ago, I asked, or I let everybody know that we were going to be asking Corey what it mean, what it, when it was that he realized, that you realized, Corey, that you were successful what, and what it was like around you. I mean, was it when, the, when you closed on selling the business for up $10 million dollars? Was it um, when you made your first mortgage payment, when your credit score was at 300? I'm really curious to know what it looked like to be successful for you from your mind's eye. Um, what, what, what was it? Boy, it's weird. Because, you know, when you, the, the cut was so deep early on, you know, with going broke and going against the grain with my family and quitting college that it's, it's almost like sometimes you still don't even, it's, I always have that fear of being broke again. So sometimes I always feel like I'm cautious about, you know, because that cut was so deep and so hard, you know, mentally. Um, so uh, that's a tough question, but I would say um, as we've, I've never been really a debt guy. So I don't like debt because mm. I had the bad experience in the beginning. Um, so we grew virtually through cash, no debt. Um, so I would say success to me in my mind would be, you know, uh, when we were looking for a house, we just 
the parameters were we have to pay cash for it, you know, so mm -hmm. paying cash for a house and paying the car in cash and paying the next door in cash and the next business in cash, that to me gives me six feeling of confidence that I'm not in debt and I'm not constantly risking, you know, money in debt. So, so Gwen, are you kind of looking at him going, oh, my God, we're the same people. We yeah. we operate very similarly to you. That's so cool. I, yeah. The debt thing, because it is it's an anchor not to beat up on yeah. debt. I understand there's a position for there's it a people. good place for it. But our, our position has always been that our businesses were our biggest financial risk. And yep. being that we had little kids at the very beginning of Wistar Group's founding, I mean, we, we had uh, a a baby basically when we Jeremy took home his first paycheck yep it was all we were uh, working off of my salary as a pharma rep and he after 18 months or something took home like what was it you remember what was the amount of the check the first check after 18 months of I, I took home eight hundred dollars eight hundred dollars and we were living I mean I still kept my checkbook registers the handwritten ones in a box because we lived off such so little income spent so little money and every single penny counted yeah. and so uh so we're the same way i just wouldn't want to risk my house and you know i, I yeah so it's, it's a similar belief system um but like you we're still super ambitious and like to build big things but it's more about the game yes than the things would so, you characterize yourself as someone who's more about the game? 100%. Yeah, I'm not, I try to be the short, humble, quiet guy in the corner that's not flashy. I don't like that. And I just- and you're really not. I, I, like, I like the game of, of trying to figure out the pieces of the puzzle and the challenge. And it's not, um, I think, you know, when I look back, I think when, when people try to chase the dollar, it just, it, it just, they never really get to it because uh -huh. in the dollar. And I think if you just do the right things and, and, um, you know, make things happen, the dollar just is like a magnet. It comes back. So how many, how many Ferraris do you have? None. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, so I, I'm a big, I'm a farm collector. I grew up on a farm. So I <laughs> like, I like farms because. Because they're so flashy. Is that yeah, why? They're, yeah. They're so flashy yeah. and pretty. And <laughs> Every, yeah, when they when when people fly over flyover country, they look down at your farms. They're like, "Damn it, that is a good looking farm that Corey owns. That guy is cool." <laughs> so, are you interested? I'm actually want to kind of dig into this a little bit more. Just having an interesting life, or are you trying, just always uh, attempting to grow personally? What is your motivating factor specifically? You know, I I, I always try to grow. Personally, that's just how I'm wired. I always want to mm -hmm. be better. Um, but you know, really, my my passion um, today is is I love giving people like I gave Ryan Zink, like I gave uh, Bill Morris, Dean Weber, other other people in my network. I love giving people a chance. You know, uh, like a like a partnership. You know, when I with GNC when when I was a my very first store in Beat Rice, um, it. Uh, <laughs> It, that partnership and and he became very successful my partner did and I did so I my my passion today is giving people a chance to be an owner and to give them a chance to um you know succeed financially so, and, and that and just to frame this a little bit 
you sold your companies for we don't need to just the, the amount but for millions of dollars um when you were were you 41 i'm 46 so i probably would have been yeah 40 41 40 40 years old yep. so that's an odd dynamic too to be that wealthy that young and and i mean right i mean can you because there must have been it must have exposed you to like what happens after the sale. So you've you've sold the company. Well, yeah, let's uh, back up a little bit though, because we just the last part of the story that we heard was that you lost six hundred thousand dollars the first year, and then seven hundred dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars the second year, right. and that your financial advisor advised you to close it. So yeah. how did you turn things around? You know, we really figured. We figured out how to market and how to advertise, and we got uh, we focused on better people in the stores and really just the nuts and bolts of the business. But we just um, we took for granted what the GNC name meant, so we really just focused on built like with our jingle that we've heard. We focused on really advertising. Um, and getting the name out so people are familiar with it and then the in-store experience so when people came in they felt like man these guys care and they have great products and so that's really it's kind of the nuts and bolts but we we just you know we took for granted what a good brand um, behind you um, it, how it makes a difference. But then once you kind of solidified the brand got the jingle and really yep. focused on that marketing component then you grew those stores to 170? Yes. Yep. So, and we weren't, our, our initial goal was to really just start, um, you know, I'm not a guy that starts off and says, we're going to have this, you know, I'm once we, once I start seeing success, I'm like, man, this thing could get really big. So we, we just had Lincoln and Omaha. Then some of our employees, you know, either wanted to, um, they wanted to, the next step. So, um, they were like, man, what's the next step for me? It's, if it's just Lincoln and Omaha, you know, that's really doesn't intrigue me. So my nephew was our first franchisee in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And my nephew, Eric Weedle has been with, he was with us for years and um, at, since he was in college and he was our first franchise, franchisee in Sioux Falls and it just exploded. So he did really well in Sioux Falls. And then after that, people saw the success he had. So then other people were like, man, I want to get Des Moines or I want to get, um, you know, different, all the different markets that we had. So, so when you, so you grow it through that model yep. to 170 stores. And then what was the, the impetus to you deciding to sell it? You know, I, it just, uh, it's mm. all we ever did was the nutrition space, you know, since college, um, I just, we were tired. Zinc and I, Ryan Zinc, my partner and I were just, um, the passion wasn't there and we were, we were very profitable. So we just thought, man, it just makes sense to, you know, to sell it if, if our hearts aren't in it. So that's really the, the core reason. Was that because also you felt like your lack of enthusiasm for it was holding your people back? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I just that's a great. Like, that's a good point. If I'm not in it a hundred percent, man, let's, let's pass the baton to somebody that's going to be in it a hundred percent. So, um, and I just bring that up cause you said that your passion is growing other people and yeah. you know, Jeremy and I, and you as well, we always, we talk to entrepreneurs all the time yeah. and it does seem like if your heart is not in it a hundred percent and you're just 
living and breathing for the people that work for you and you're passionate about them, then, you know, if, if you're all in it for them, you know, in your heart, you're not doing it, doing them any service. If, sure. if you're not on their same, you know, train or drinking your own Kool-Aid. So sure. for you, that was kind of the moment where you're like, okay, let's do this. 100%. Yeah. This is uh, Bootstrappers. I'm Jeremy. That's Gwen Aspen. And we're speaking with Corey Weedle. He's the founder of Complete Nutrition. And um, so you do you think, okay, so it's about the right time. Go ahead. Go ahead, hon. I, I just had one more question because I've just died to ask. So the process of selling it, did you sell it to private equity? We didn't. Yep. So we, we actually, uh, we, um, marketed it through an investment banker. So they're mm. like a real estate, they're like a real estate broker. So we marketed it through an investment banker and then they went out and, uh, advertised it. And then we, I think we had three buyers or a handful of buyers. And then we picked out which one we felt uh, were the right fit. And, um, that's who we ended up selling it to. Okay. okay cool. So it's, so it was a deliberate act. Like you went through a formal process and yeah. you guys knew it was time. Yeah. No one came to you and said, Hey, you should consider getting, you know, selling this off and make some money. Um, curious, you sell your business. What do you do? I mean, you literally, you essentially <laughs> have 40. all the money in the world, right? You're 40 years old. You have all the money in the world, which that is an exaggeration. I, and I know you don't have all the money in the world, but, um, but what could you have had more and would it have changed your life at all? So what do you do? What do you do? Well, what drives you? You're a driven person and this has to be an interesting yes. position to be in. So afterwards I took some time off. Um, and I got into different investments. You know, I got my passion was trying to figure out how to get a you know great return on the proceeds of the sale. So I focused a lot of time on um, the first year. I really just took a deep breath. First couple years, and then after that, um, just started different investments. And currently, I just uh, bought into a franchise with, and I'm putting together some of the team members that we had with GNC and some other members on the next, you know, the next franchise idea. During the course of your business career, it was compressed in, or owning your own business is compressed inside about 10 years. I'll bet you had some boneheaded moves. Got any of those you want to share? Oh my goodness. Cause um, we all do. Yeah. So during the, so in our business, one of the, um, you know, as, as we started to create success, we felt, you know, we felt, oh man, every, everything we touch is going to be golden. So we invested in some restaurant, um, which was completely, I knew nothing about restaurants. Um, uh, all I knew was a nutrition space and we lost millions of dollars in that because we felt, wow. we felt like everything we touched has been gold so far. So we're just going to keep touching things and, you know, the sky's the limit and we got out of our core. So we knew what we were doing in our core and we're successful there. We get out of our core and we just got our ass handed to us. So, so when um, was this in your timeline, your business timeline? Well, that was, um, probably about when we started complete. So okay. we, had, we had made a bunch of money in the wholesale company and the GNCs and I had some cash and we got in, we got into this restaurant idea and it was just, was it in Omaha? I'm just yeah, it's called uh, red zone barbecue. Um, it was just a bad idea. 
My wife reminds me of that a lot. In fact, uh, today, every time I come up with new ideas that are outside of our core, um, she's like, that sounds like a red zone barbecue idea. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Well, that's a nice way of not saying a stupid idea, I guess. Right. So does, do you have a close runner up for boneheaded move? I mean, Jeremy and I have a bazillion. Uh, So then, (laughs) so then then after we sold, um, there was a guy there, uh, there was an investment group that needed one more investor. So there was four guys and they needed one more guy. So I, well, I was like, Oh, if, if uh, I'll be the guy. So we invite invested in another restaurant idea. And that was, so I repeated. So my optimistic short-term memory brain says, forgot that, you know, this is probably it. And of course my wife's like, this is a red zone idea. So there we um, flushed a lot of money and time down the drain <laughs> another startup uh idea so, so how <laughs> just to to clarify like how much time did you give red zone barbecue before you cl- shut shut it down you probably gave it three years that's a lot of time to forget something don't feel bad about it. three <laughs> years anybody can forget anything yeah <laughs> well i do um, always tell entrepreneurs like okay if you're not making money in two years no big deal but that third year it's like you gotta sink or swim, make it happen. So would you give that same advice to other entrepreneurs? I would say stay, stay in your core and, um, cash is king and you don't have to go roll it into another business, just save it up. And, uh, the next opportunity within your core, within your zone that of genius, um, will come by and, um, you'll succeed in it. So, so it hasn't having sold the business, it hasn't taken away your drive. You don't, you don't feel less ambitious every day. Um, but you're a mover. You're, you like doing things. How's it manifested itself? If you're not going into work every day and, and coming up with new ideas and and distribution centers, whatever. Um, how's it, how, during this time in your life between selling it and going into this new venture, how, how does that operate on a daily basis? I I would say the last, um, Yeah, that's, it's, it's an interesting transition, but I would say the first couple of years was weird. Um, cause you really didn't have that next mountain to build, uh, or to climb. Um, but, uh, after a couple of years, I mean, I think we all become who we are and, um, now I'm, I'm, we're starting a new venture and I'm just anxious to build the team and to, to build success in that venture. So. so why did you decide to do another venture when, I mean, you have, you've made it, you have a lot of money, you have all of the investments. What was it that made you want to jump into another uh, ring? I really, it's, it's di- the partners that I'm uh, associated with, I think just helping give them a chance to succeed. I mean, that's really where I get a lot of, um, that's where I get my, that's where my core is happy is when I'm helping others succeed. So I think helping them, you know, partnering with a handful of guys and we're all business partners now, um, but uh, being together with them and trying to climb the next mountain is really what um, is, is, it's exciting for me. I love, I love helping people succeed. We uh, had an interview with Dave Palladino a couple few, I don't know, maybe months ago. Uh, or weeks ago, but one of the things that he mentioned is Gwen, you'll have to remind me, but 
it was something to the tune of you get into business to be with people business partnerships like you you don't get into business partnerships um to like if you're if you're trying to avert some risk then just buy a riskier or a less risky investment or if you're um you know you don't want to put down a lot of capital then just buy a smaller investment though he said the only reason he goes into business ventures with partners is because he's decided he wants to hang out and spend time with the people he's partnering with in the business so his yeah. is all relationship based would you say that's the same thing for you 100 is that right yeah okay that's this, cool this um, business this business we got into um you know we, we don't have any inventory. So, so I've learned from our past business. I hated inventory. I hated, um, signing long-term leases, mm. you know, for retail spaces. Um, I didn't enjoy having a ton of employees. So this business, you know, is very simple. Um, it doesn't have any, uh, long-term, it doesn't have inventory, long-term leases or, um, a lot of employees. So that's it. That's in its first to market in a unique, Category. Can you tell the name of it? Yeah, it's called um, Smash My Trash of all things. So nice. That's a fun different, different business. But basically, it's a simple model. What we do um, is we save people a minimum of 20% on their trash bill because we condense it and compact it. Uh, the big dumpsters, the real long dumpsters, we roll it and condense it so that their haul offs are like 70% less. So if they have 10 haul-offs in a month, we'll cut that down to three in a month. So it's and, real simple. And when it comes to construction, hauling stuff away, or it is a big part of the expense. Yeah. I just think it's such a neat niche. I, uh, you told me about that before. It's such a niche thing. So cool. Uh, yeah. Good luck on that one. And um, we're in Michigan right now. And um, for residential, it's $5 a bag. Well, that's yeah, for residential trash. I know, I know you're talking about commercial, but I'm just saying, like, in places in the country that are really beautiful where people are very environmentally focused, trash is extremely expensive. This is Jeremy Aspen, Gwen Aspen. We're the the host and co host of uh, Bootstrappers with Corey Weedle. Corey, real quick question. Um, I think this question is just kind of fun more than anything, but um, what is it? Uh, what, or what is something that has happened to you or an experience that you've had um, during your life, you know, that's been very impactful that you would never take back that you could also not wish on anybody, especially a loved one. So something that you, that's really kind of changed who you are, but the pain, the suffering was such that you, no way would you want to relive it or push it on to someone else in your family? I, I mean, I, I go back to being broke um, dead broke, mm-hmm. bad credit, you know, you're always paranoid. Are they going to check my credit having, you know, just living with, um, bad credit, no money. Look, so when you go long- to the store, sorry, so, when you go to I the wish, store, I wish it upon my kids. I mean, I think it's good to be, cause that's what made me hungry, but man, uh-huh. it was hell. It, it sucked. It, do you still have a hangover? Like sometimes because, you know, like I said, we had mentioned have similar story, kind of. When I go to the checkout counter once in a while, I feel like, oh, I hope the credit card works. And I'm like, well, of course it's going to work, you know, like, or, or like, do you ever get that kind of anxiety? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's uh, the cut, the wound is so deep. It's like, man, I just, yeah. And I always, it's, I always think 
I'm conservative. So in the back of my mind, I'm very, I'm like, uh, it's hard for me to go buy fancy type things and I'm getting better the older I get, but, um, it's like in me to not want to spend a lot. Cause I know what the other side looks like. And I'm like, I'm, I don't never want to go back there again. So protecting your downside. Well, what a blast. I mean, really had a really fun conversation with Corey and I've known you for years and we've had um, discussions, but really a, an inspiring story um, and a really fun conversation. So thanks uh, a million times over for, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks thank you, Corey. Me. Thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, again, I am Jeremy Aspen. This is Gwen Aspen. We are bootstrappers next week. We're going to be uh, in our, studios again in omaha nebraska so we get to look forward to the heat and our kids are going back to school so we'll be back at the 1290 coil studios next week uh also uh this is we've rolled out this last week officially the podcast and the youtube for this show so you can go online at anaquim.net or bootstrappers.club i think we have that up <laughs> not yet okay bootstrappers.club yet to come um, and that, uh, so if you want to go check those videos out on YouTube or listen to the podcast, it's available now. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Again, this is Bootstrappers. See you next week. This has been Bootstrappers, a unique presentation designed to help you better understand what makes the world turn. Contact Gwen or Jeremy Aspen at hosts at bootstrapper.club. Join us next time on News Talk 1290 KOIL at our website or download the podcast.